0: Emerald Audio
1: Episode 8 No Regrets
2: Mm, What the hell does this even mean? I will love you until I die? Meanwhile, he sneaks off in the middle
0: of the night. You're better off, Sugar. Better alone than in bad company.
2: Do you think he's really gone for good? Oh, I hope so. Good riddance to bad rubbish, I say. I agree, Libby, darling.
0: The man's a snake.
2: But to just leave like that, after I told him I love him? After I told Clancy? <laughs> what a colossal mess! Oh, here you go, Toots. Have some brandy. You need it more than I do. Oh, Jesus, please us. I
0: didn't mean the whole thing.
2: Thanks, Mox. You've been a good influence on me.
0: Some kind of influence, anyway. What are you gonna do, hun?
2: I don't know. What can I do? I have until four to tell Clancy what decision I've made, but without talking to Francis.
0: I personally would not bother, sugar. But if you must, Will might know where that cad's gone, since he'd have been the one to put him in taxicab. You're right. Thank you. Lord help that girl. Hand over that brandy.
1: Have a delightful day, sir. Madam, thank you kindly.
2: Will. Will. Did you see Mr. Key leave today? I might have, miss. Where did he go? Did he say?
1: He didn't, miss. Just checked out with all his baggage. Oh. But I did overhear him say to the cabbie to take him to South Station so he could catch the train to Albany.
2: What time is it now?
1: Uh, Almost two o'clock, miss.
2: Helveta. Though if traffic isn't too bad, I might be able to find him and then catch Clancy, too.
1: I rather hope you don't, miss. What'd you say? Nothing, miss. Should be minding me own business anyways, except.
2: What is it, Will?
1: A man who'd sneak off like the thief in the night leaving the likes of you, Miss Libby. He's not good enough to shine your shoes, not tall.
2: Thank you, Will. You're a love.
1: You, you're so very, you're so very welcome, miss. The least I could do. <clears throat> well then. Taxi! now arriving on track five. Stand by track All right, boys. Five. Say you so long. Ten minute warning. Then fall out on track three for Fort Bragg. From there, grunts, only Uncle Sam knows.
2: How much do I owe you?
1: Not in miss. The doorman at your hotel paid me.
2: Oh, Will, you sweetheart. Thank you. What time is it?
1: Too tardy, miss. Thank you. All aboard for New York City! All aboard! Fall out on track three. Soldiers' last names A through M in cars one through six. Soldiers' last names M through Z in cars six through twelve. Don't cry, ma.
2: We'll have Hitler licked by Christmas. Officer. Can you please direct me to a payphone? Over there. Thank you so much. Pardon me. Excuse me. Operator, can you please connect me to the Hayes Boarding House, Boston Harbor? Thank you. Hayes Boarding House. Mrs. Hayes. Is Mr. Armstrong there, please? Who shall I say is calling? It's his... It's Libby.
1: Oh, you.
2: Is he there, please? I must
1: speak with him. No, he's not. He went out around noon, said he'd be back at four sharp for his bags. Oh, I see. And I don't mind telling you, that's some welcome you gave a wounded soldier home from the war. I wouldn't show your face here if I were you, Miss
2: Helvetter! Fawn, how's bells?
1: Check for Albany, all aboard. Check for Albany. Oh,
2: excuse me. Pardon me. So sorry. Excuse me.
1: Last call for Albany, all aboard. No!
2: No! Oh, don't worry, dear.
1: Your man will be back soon.
2: Oh, no, I don't think he will. Officer? Where's the ticket window?
1: Over there. How can I help you, miss?
2: Is there another train to Albany today?
1: No, ma'am. The next is tomorrow at 3 p.m.
2: So that's it. He's gone.
1: But, uh... Let me check here. There is a bus that leaves from North Station at 4 o'clock, Miss. I can sell you a ticket for that.
0: Trip to Schenectady. Stand by for the 3.30 to Schenectady. I could make it to the
2: boarding house by 4. Or the bus at North Station.
1: Miss, there's a line.
2: I'm sorry. Yes, I just need a moment. Miss... If you could collect your thoughts somewhere else.
1: Yeah, we're all trying to get somewhere,
0: sis.
2: Mama, if you can hear me, please help me. Send me a sign. 332 Schenectady, stand
1: by. And now, a special tribute from the South Station staff to the families of our departing troops. God bless you all. Wow! Now that's a tribute. Oh, lady, don't cry.
2: It's just, I just sent off my son.
0: Here, take my handkerchief.
2: I don't believe it.
0: What don't you believe?
2: That's, that's me.
0: My foot! It is.
2: But it is. We will fight for all her freedom. Holy smokes! It is. What a blessing your
1: voice right is missed.
2: If we take <gasps> Daddy, listen, it's the lady on the radio. Oh my There's goodness, a whole it is. new life to come. All across the sea. Lady Liberty is protecting every one of us. She's a shield to everyone thank you bravo thank you all so much thank you mama
1: the key of love will continue after this message and now back to the key of love
3: I knew at that moment my mother had sent me a sign, my own voice, and I knew what I had to do next.
0: My goodness, Ms. Johansson, I'm on the edge of my bench. What happened? Who did you choose? Francis or Clancy? Oh,
3: neither. Neither? Neither. I chose myself. What do you mean exactly? Well, it was the strangest thing. But as I stood there trying to decide what to do, heartbroken over Francis, bereft about Clancy, I remembered something Moxie had said. She said, What if you don't choose either of them? What would that look like? And as soon as I remembered that, I marched right out of South Station. Because I knew. I knew that Francis... Although he was a wonderful teacher, wasn't strong enough to keep up with me. Look how he jumped ship in the middle of the night. And he knew it, too. I suppose he did. And Clancy? Oh, much as I loved him. Never got the singing thing, as you kids would say today. He'd go on to have his illustrious career. And I'd stay home while he was on the road taking photos, singing to our babies. And as lovely as that was in theory, it was not the life I wanted either.
0: And the life you've had has been so extraordinary. Yes.
3: Yes, it has.
0: Tell us about that.
3: Well, first off, I did accept FDR's invitation that Thanksgiving. And that led to a recording contract with CBS. I cut three albums. And from there, I began performing with the USO, first in Europe, then in the Pacific Theater. And when the war ended, I became just what I had always wanted to be, a chanteuse. At home and abroad, New York, Paris, London. Oh, I had the life I always wanted, but never believed was possible. From being an immigrant orphan chambermaid, a servant in a house only blocks from here. I became the voice of a generation. I've been luckier than I ever dreamed. Only in America. And isn't that what we were fighting for? Our freedom? Our chance for self-determination? Wow. Yes, I have goosebumps,
0: Ms. Johansson. And our readers will, too. You're such an inspiration. Thank you so much.
3: You're very welcome, my dear.
0: If you don't mind, what happened to Moxie? And Francis? And Clancy?
3: Oh, yes. Well, first of all, Moxie lasted only another year at the Fairmont. And got fired? Oh, No. She caught the eye of one of our most famous bachelor guests. I can't tell you who, but they married. And she moved to Palm Springs, where she lives to this day. I visit her every winter. Oh, Moxie, good job. And Francis? Francis absconded to his estate in upstate New York, and I never heard from him again. I always half expected him to pop up at one of my performances. As he said in his letter, and perhaps he was in one crowd or another, but he never made himself known. I think he couldn't write on his own. He needed a muse, and he felt bad for using me. And I often think how strange it was that just as I was his muse, he was also mine. If not for his encouragement, I might not have learned to breathe. <laughs> and for that i will always be grateful and clancy oh clancy he went back to europe on that very day i was at south station and documented the war for your paper until its conclusion and he won a pulitzer when i visited him after the war the medal was just sitting on the dresser next to his red socks cap <laughs> He still lives in Southie. He married a girl from there, and they had 11 children. I'm sure he has hundreds of grandchildren by now. Goodness, yes. No regrets? Not a one.
0: It's so extraordinary that, given expectations for women in your era, you chose a career over marriage and never looked back. Oh,
3: my dear... I'm sorry to have misled you. I did choose my career, but I'm quite married. You are? To whom? Why, he's he's right over there. Darling, come join us. You married Will? The doorman? I did. Except he's not a doorman anymore. He worked his way up and for the past two decades he's been the manager. We still live on the top floor, my home base. Hello, darling.
1: Hello, my love. What sort of fibs has she been
0: telling you? (laughs) I can set the record straight. Oh, don't you dare. (laughs) OMG, stop kissing you two. I didn't wear my waterproof mascara.
1: I feel for you.
0: She still makes
1: me cry all the time. Every time she sings...
3: Oh, the blarney. (laughs) Yes, I do.
0: (laughs) Okay, you two. I'll leave you for now. Just one more question. What's that? We just started this brand new thing called a podcast on bostonglobe.com. Readers can listen to our stories being read, and that means they can also listen... To to singing. singing. Yes, Right. Would you? Would you do us the honor? Right here, in the square. Yes, where it all began. Well, of course. What could make more sense? And now, singing Lady Liberty, the song that helped us win the war, empowered countless women, and embodies the power of love. The voice of the greatest generation, Liberty Johansson.
2: Sure I can. I'm so scared.
1: What would your mother say?
2: Raise my voice true. As the night descends upon us, as we guard a battle zone, in our dreams we'll see only victory.
1: This is Jane Green. If you have any questions for us about The Key of Love or have any comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Again, that's keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerald Audio Network. The Key of Love is a production of Emerald Audio in association with Gemini 13. Based on a story by Jenna Blum Written by Jenna Blum and Tommy Lombardi Produced and directed by Garrett Scott For Real Jetpacks Productions The Lady Liberty Music and Lyrics Arrangements and Orchestration By Dan Lipton Featuring the voices of Dan Bittner Orla Cassidy Lauren DeLamos, Jessica DiGiovanni Cynthia Farrell Sean Gormley Evan Hall Brandon McInnes, Louis Moreno, Ruby Raycos, Beckett Royce, Jonathan Sale, Kate Wyman, and John Strajewski. Music performed by Augie Haas, Sarah Elizabeth Haynes, Steve Kenyon, Dan Lipton, and Hiroyuki Matsura. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Paul Goodrich. Sound editing by Justin Kilpatrick. Executive Producers Jane Green, Spencer Brown and Mark Francis Head of Marketing is Erica Farmer The Key of Love was recorded at CDM Sound Studios in New York Charles de Montebello, Engineer Music was recorded in New York at Second Story Sound and John Kilgore Sound and Recording MP Kuo, Engineer Special thanks to Charles Steinhauer Scott Waxman Jacob Bronstein, MJ Rose, Anne-Marie Neves, Greg Norton, and all at Carriage House Studios.